Hello and welcome to Worship Night or Worship Morning, Afternoon, whatever time of day you're tuning in to this recording. The question I'd love you to ponder throughout is, what are you waiting on God for right now? And are you waiting expectantly? A perhaps less known person who we read about in the Bible who I'd love to share her story today is the prophetess Anna, because I, I believe she is an example of what it means to wait expectantly for God to fulfill his promises. And I hope her story will encourage you today. So I'm gonna read from Luke 2, beginning with verse 36. And to paint a picture, Mary and Joseph just welcomed Jesus into the world and they have brought him to the temple to dedicate him to God and there they meet Simeon and Simeon has been waiting for the Messiah and Simeon recognizes that Jesus this baby is the Messiah and then Anna gets to meet Jesus too so beginning verse 36 this is the New Living Translation Anna a prophet was also there in the temple she was the daughter of Phanuel from the tribe of Asher and she was very old. Her husband died when they had been married only seven years. Then she lived as a widow to the age of 84, and some versions say for 84 years. She never left the temple, but stayed there day and night, worshiping God with fasting and praying. She came along just as Simeon was talking with Mary and Joseph, and she began praising God. She talked about the child to everyone who had been waiting expectantly for God to rescue Jerusalem. And that is it. That is our encounter with Anna. And she's the only prophet, a female prophetess that is referred to in the New Testament. And Luke intentionally refers to her family, her age, her status as a widow. And so you have this rich picture that this is a woman who has likely known suffering. She has lived on her own, you know, as a single, a widowed woman for, you, know, you could estimate around 60 years. And in all that time, she chooses to dedicate herself to the church. She remains in the temple while it's open and she worships and she prays. And there are three things I'd like to draw out of her story and things that I've been pondering for my own experience, my own walk with God. And it all starts with believing in, in what God has promised. She waits expectantly. And as we ask that question, what does it mean to wait expectantly? I think it starts with believing in what God has spoken and believing his promises. And here Anna is waiting, believing that God will bring a Messiah to earth and that she will imagine she expected and hoped that she would meet him. And there she does. But often when we wait on God, we might be waiting for a circumstance to come about or a circumstance to shift as evidence that God has moved, that God has fulfilled his promise. And I, I think actually that isn't at its root what waiting on God and trusting in him is about. You know, sometimes God might fulfill our desire of a circumstance coming to be or shifting. But I think beneath that is trusting in, in God's word of who he is, that regardless of the circumstances, whether or not they change, 
his promises in the Bible are about his character and about who he is in the midst of those circumstances. You know, be it in the Psalms, we read that David is fleeing for his life and yet he clings to who God is, that God is the one who can deliver him, even if he doesn't deliver him in that moment, that that is who he says he is. Firstly, it's about believing that God will fulfill his promises and those promises may be circumstantial, but more likely they are promises of who he is and who he will be in your circumstances, regardless of whether or not they change. Secondly, we see that she is dedicated, that she doesn't just hope that something will come to be and wait for that to happen, but she commits to fasting and praying and being in the temple day and night. And from that, I think we can learn that waiting expectantly is not passivity. Just as we read in you know, Exodus 14 and other parts of the Bible to stand still and watch God win our victory. I don't believe that is a passive stance, but rather one which is centered on trusting that God will deliver. And in that place, I will praise him and I will worship him and I will contend in prayer for what he has said and spoken. So secondly, we can learn from Anna that waiting expectantly is dedicating ourselves to fight in prayer for the fulfillment of what God has spoken. Be that peace on earth, um, even if we know that ultimate peace may not come until eternity. We know that God longs for his people to experience peace and the fruits of his spirit. So as we contend in prayer, for shifts in our world and shifts in our circumstances. We are aligning ourselves with what God has spoken and we are showing through our actions that we do believe and we will choose to partner with him in bringing about the fulfillment of those things. And I know that sometimes dedication leads to results and, and I think about my experience and what it has meant to persevere in prayer there are stories of change coming and one that comes to mind is of my brother he had a a windy road up to committing his life to jesus and my mum is someone who i look at as a prayer warrior and person who does not give up in fighting for her family to to know Jesus and perhaps that's something that you identify with and there was one time where I remember as a teenager I bumped into my mum at New Wine I don't know if you've heard of that festival and we're outside the toilets and she starts crying and she explains that she just was in worship and and had this picture in her mind of a road with arrows on it that pointed saying destruction and it was a very long windy road and she sensed that this was the road that my brother was on and that was very much reflected in circumstances and how he was living and things that were happening to him and destructive patterns basically and at the end of the road was light and she said to me I don't I don't know how long this is gonna last and it was just this sort of desperate plea um, how long will this path go on for, this road to destruction? And 
I'm so pleased to share that, you know, my brother was around 20, 21. He started to, to come off that path of destruction and, and come into the light and gave his life to Jesus. And in those mo many, many teenage years of agony for my mum, she had to contend in prayer when circumstances did not point the way of him changing. And God did intervene. And, and my brother did meet with him personally and his life was changed forever. And he's an incredible person who I aspire to be more like in his faith. And, and I love him so much. And that story gives me hope that when we contend in prayer, we can see breakthrough. And yet I know that that's not always the case. And I have friends and family who have not experienced those shifts yet. And so contending in prayer and being dedicated in prayer persevering does not necessarily lead to results nor should it be driven by the promise that the change will come it's trusting as i said in who god says he is and in his big picture plan that he is ultimately in control and it might be in eternity that we see the impact of our prayers but we are his people and he has called us to pray and intercede and he wants his children to know him and so praying for our loved ones to know Jesus is in line with his will and it is what he calls us to do. So secondly, it's dedicating yourself to prayer. And thirdly, we see Anna see Jesus for who he is before that's revealed to her. She sees his potential. She identifies him as the Messiah incredibly quickly, just as... Simeon is talking with Mary and Joseph, she begins to praise and say, this is the child who everyone's been waiting for expectantly. And I think she, she teaches us that part of persevering in prayer is also recognising when God has moved. And it might be a glimpse, it may not be blatant in our face and obvious, but we can glorify him and we can claim those victories big and small along the way in our journey of waiting. So I'd encourage you to think about and consider each day what are the breakthroughs you see on a small scale as well as the, the meta big ones that might change the course of your life and really help you um, in your circumstances. So it's about believing in what God's promises are and his ability to fulfill those promises which are ultimately promises of who he says he is and he will be in our circumstance regardless of whether or not they change. Secondly, it's dedicating ourselves to, to contending and praying for the things we want to see come about. And thirdly, recognising and glorifying God when we do see changes, be them small scale wins that we celebrate or large scale, you know, world wars ending sort of um, answers to prayer. And I'd encourage you to continue to unpack Anna's story. But for now, I'll pray. And as you listen to the worship songs I don't please do keep reflecting on that question of what are you waiting for and what would it take for you to wait expectantly what are you hoping will change what could be some of the barriers to you waiting expectantly and what truths do you need to be reminded of to have hope and even glistening hope that God will fulfill his promises of who he is who he can be in our circumstances and of what he can bring about in our lives.
thank you, Father God, for the fact that you are constant, that you are never changing. Thank you, Lord, that you see us, you see our struggles, you know what we're waiting for. Lord, we often have destination disease. We, we think that a change in circumstance will be the thing that will fix everything. When actually, God, you often call us to a deeper understanding of who you are and to not be dependent on circumstances in order to trust in, in you and to experience life in its fullness, to know hope for the future and deep joy. And I pray, Lord, that through these songs that you would continue to speak to us about that message, Lord, that we would be like Anna who waits expectantly for you to fulfil your promises. In Jesus' name, Amen. <laughs>